Y'all, I just learned something I didn't fully understand last week. This is fascinating. You know, international women's soccer teams, like every country's got like the U.S. soccer team, Australian soccer team. All right, they've got a men's and a woman's. The women's obviously best soccer players in their country. Well, if you have to get ready for a match, say you're Australia, right? And you got to get ready for a match against the Russian women's soccer team. Who do you play to practice? I mean, the other women in your country aren't as good as you are, or they'd be on the national team. So what have these coaches been doing? They find physically comparable teams for the women to play. So you'd think, all right, maybe they play the men's team. No, they'd get crushed and probably injured. Do you know how they do this around the world? I didn't know until I read this at Goal.com. It's a soccer site. You know what they do? Let me read it to you. This is an article about the Matildas, the Australian national women's soccer team. The Matildas often practice against high school-age boys because they cannot find enough high-quality female competition to sharpen them for international competition. Now think about this for a minute. They don't play college boys or college men's teams. They don't play the men's U.S. national team. They play high school boys. Why? Because physically, it's about comparable. Pretty much the average high school boys team versus the U.S. women's soccer team. That speaks volumes about the difference between men's and women's bodies and men's and women's bodies and what they can do athletically. So what happened when the Australian national women's soccer team played in a practice match against a typical club under 15 boys team you're playing at the club level you're probably pretty good but no guarantee you'll even play in college the result against the Newcastle Jets under 15 team they beat the women's national soccer team 7-0 folks these boys couldn't even drive to the game their moms had to drive them they had to find boys who had started puberty but hadn't completed it yet in order to find people who were physically comparable to the women's team. This is standard for women's soccer around the world. You can Google it and find a ton of examples. They'll play the women's national team against random boys club or high school teams. Teenagers. Guys not even good enough to play in college, never mind, on the national team. And these teams usually beat the women's teams. In fact, very badly. Here's one staggering example. The U.S. women's team. They played an under-15 team in 2017. Guess who won? The U-15 club team. 5-3. to three. Mere years later, handful of years later, we're asked to deny the science so familiar to these coaches who understand that to find the equivalent of the top female soccer player in a country you take the average male teen soccer player preferably under 15 because he hasn't completed puberty yet so what happens when you open up women's soccer to transgender males even those who perhaps have started taking hormones it doesn't matter the changes in their body physically from going through puberty are enough to give them a massive upper hand and yet that's exactly what we are doing and planning to do countrywide joe biden celebrated international women's day 
with a statement backing up his executive order demanding that girls and boys be able to play on the same girls' teams and share bathrooms. One of the first reactions I got to this from listeners was, oh, come on, Tara, you're blowing this out of proportion. How many transgenders are there, really? It's not like transgender boys will replace an entire girls' soccer team. I can only assume that the person that wrote that text to me on our text line doesn't have a child in middle school right now or high school or a grandchild because right now transgenderism is hot it's hip it is the coolest thing going remember parachute pants members only jackets yeah I'm dating myself a little bit it's like that every classroom now has at least one transgender child in it my neighborhood which is small has two kids that have come out as transgender If you want to be popular in school now, you come out as gay or transgender. I'm not making this up. This is absolutely common. And so the idea that a typical middle school wouldn't be able to field an all-boys starting lineup on their girls' soccer team, not buying it. The numbers absolutely are there. And when you join the girls' soccer team as a biologically born boy, what do you get? You get attention and even more popularity. I first noticed this phenomenon in one of my children's fifth grade class. A child came, this is tough to do in the fifth grade, halfway through the year. And they were from out of town. Well, the child immediately came out as gay. And that being very hip and popular. Because you got to understand, gay is a brand right now. And it is really hip in schools. That child immediately welcomed with open arms into the popular group. But did the kid stay gay? No. By the end of the year, she had a boyfriend. My point, gay and trans is hip and hot as it can get. And these teams are going to be packed with transgender boys. Coming up, but then again, that won't even be the strangest thing about our society. Joe Biden has just launched a council to implement gender policy when you understand what that entails well let me just say it's going to blow your mind this example out of california says it all we'll be back in just a minute you have to understand what the left intends here and most people don't fully understand they're still debating whether boys should go into girls bathrooms or biological boys should play on girls sports teams those are just small examples of what they're planning. And you can tell what they're planning by reading the Equality Act. Put simply, they plan to erase permanently any legal distinction between men and women. Americans don't understand yet what that means. Biden on International Women's Day launched, as they said before, a gender policy council to begin the transition. Why would you need a whole council for that? Because everything about American life will change. Here's a great example of what it will look like. Out of California, this bill, it's a gender bill, that would ban boys and girls sections at major department stores and make store departments gender neutral. Now, they're just starting with big companies first because the fines are so steep, but you won't be allowed to have a boys or a girls section or a recognizable boys or girls section. So you can't label them anymore. But what does that mean? You also can't put the boys stuff over here and the girls stuff over there. There cannot be any distinctions. 
They are no longer allowed to separate sections for children's clothing based on gender. Nor can they separate toys. Think how this would upend everything about American life. But it's what's required by the Equality Act. This will have to be in every state. You cannot make legal legal gender distinctions. What would this world look like? Well, suppose you want to buy some underwear. We all need underwear, right? And you're a woman. You go to the underwear section. There's not a men's or a women's underwear section anymore. And you see the tidy whities mixed in with the laces with no particular distinction. It makes shopping a pain in the neck and really confusing. But through lawsuits based on the Gender Equality Act, you could take it even a step further. What if a company is, like, say, Victoria's Secret, goes to something more gender neutral, right? They've they've got underwear for everybody. What, What if the underwear all looks distinctly like the category we used to call female but aren't allowed legally to anymore? Well, you still would look like you were targeting women. Can't do that. See the problem here? Let me give you an example. Suppose, what would happen to a store based on the Civil Rights Act that decided to label sections white people's clothes and black people's clothes? What do you think would happen to that store? Well, there'd be national outrage. They'd be canceled. But that would be only the beginning of the situation. The the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division would descend like hell upon their heads. Why? Because you are creating a racially hostile work and shopping environment that's discriminatory much in the way you would have been when say you had a black lunch counter and a white lunch counter this is what it means for them to add gender distinctions to the civil rights act in effect erasing gender legally you'd be sued for creating a hostile work environment that would only be the beginning of it you would then face persecution and prosecution by the u.s justice department for discrimination Well, the same thing would happen with gender. At first, you couldn't even separate out male and female underwear just for the convenience of making it easier to shop. Even if you stripped the men's and women's signs off, it wouldn't matter. After a while, it would get more extreme. What would cause it to get more extreme? Laws justified on complying with the Equality Act, just like this one we're talking about in California, where you can't have boys and girls sections anymore in the store what would happen to companies that targeted a clothing line at a particular gender well those clothes are going to have to be more gender neutral in order to comply the civil rights act itself didn't create the world that we have today it was all the lawsuits based upon it that's exactly how the equality act worked and all of the bills based upon it so you're going to have to go in these states once the lawsuits start flying you're not going to be able to have men's sections women's sections men's bathrooms women's bathrooms and again marketing even toward one gender will be dicey at a minimum you're not going to be able to say you're targeting that gender because that's exclusionary you'll have to try to talk around it and so everything will legally mandated be eventually gender neutral to avoid discrimination which would be anything definitively male or female so let's go back to those sports teams we open the podcast with male and female 
just as problematic under the Equality Act as having a boys section and a girls section. So what happens eventually? Well, the transgender thing in terms of boys just playing on girls team, that's just a camel's nose under the tent. No, eventually there won't be boys and girls sports teams, only teams. Folks, what are we really looking at here? This is not about transgenderism or gender at all. You know what these are? They're speech codes. Forcing and barring speech. That's what the left's really after. If you can set up the legal principle of self-identity, and yes, it already has a name. I'll tell you where it comes from in a sec. Then you can force people to say or not say anything. They're merely using transgender people to get here so they can build this system. Where did it come from? I screamed bloody murder the day after the gay marriage ruling. The gay marriage part wasn't what terrified me. It was the right to self-identity part. Kennedy created it when writing the opinion, and it's terrifying. As liberal law professor Jonathan Turley explained at the time, the right to self-identity would quickly begin to bump up against First Amendment rights. What is the right to self-identity? It's roughly and loosely the ability to choose an identity and force everyone else to recognize it. In other words, to force everyone else to speak their truth to your power. This is a formula for speech codes. Let me give you an example of how this works. In New York City, if you misgender someone, you can lose your business license. That is, if somebody comes into your shop, asks to be called, you know, use pronouns of a specific gender, whatever that is, and you slip and you accidentally use the wrong pronoun. You do it more than once, you could lose your business license. It's for speech. Everyone pretending the biologically born boy who is now playing on your daughter's soccer team and has taken her starting position because he is physically superior to her is a girl for speech. Forced acknowledgement of an agenda. Forced acknowledgement of someone else's identity. Theoretically, under this concept, they can force you to believe anything. They could force you to reaffirm anything. Suppose... A schizophrenic person self-identifies as a butterfly. See the problem there? The right to self-identity quickly spins out of control. Who gets to decide what you have to say to reaffirm the self-identity? The all-powerful government they're creating. Pretending is speech. If they can force you to pretend that the letter A is actually the letter B, that's forced speech. That's totalitarianism. And this is the legal basis. They're building it off the right to self-identity. If they can erase gender from our language, and they've only picked it as a starting point because LGBT rights, who wants to be against that? It's the hippest, hottest thing ever. You'll get canceled. And so they can sell this as an LGBT issue. It's not. If they can force the erasure of gender legally from our society, that is true cancellation of words and phrases and reality. And if they can cancel that, they can cancel anything. It's all about legal precedent. But this new right to self-identity, supposed right to self-identity, moves it out 
of the free speech realm, which has very tight protections and moves it into this new body of law, the self-identity body of law, which, by the way, the Equality Act and this California legislation, they're all based on this legal concept that Justice Kennedy just made up. Now picture a gender neutral world, a world with no gender distinctions of any kind. Potato heads are just potato heads. And by the way, folks, it's going to bleed. It's going to bleed over from first you can't distinguish the men's and the women's sections. Then the underwear all has to be together. Then it's problematic if you're if you're clearly marketing underwear to one gender or another. And then before you know it, it's just potato head. Not Mr. Potato Head or Ms. Potato Head. It's all underwear with no clear gender distinction. It's all androgynous by law and legal precedent. And it's coming. And by the way, the legislatures like California's that don't go along with this will be forced to at the federal level. Our founders wouldn't recognize this system. By the way, we're going to get into that later on in the week on the Battleground podcast. The federal government was never supposed to have this amount of power. The Supreme Court never supposed to have this amount of power. We'll talk about what America should look like coming up later on this week. And again, how this very radical life changing stuff is only hurtling us toward the confrontation where we decide how exactly it is we go forward and what America will look like from now on. Thanks for listening to today's Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.